You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back. Nick Medelsky coming to you live from St. James Coffee in Rochester, Minnesota, on the Feast of Saints, Louis and Zelly Martin. Uh, and you may have heard a little bit about their lives if you've been listening uh, earlier today. I heard on the Sunrise Morning Show they were talking about them a little bit. And apropos for the day, we our next guest is Peter Martin, who's the director of Office of... Ugh. I'll get that right. The director of the Office of Life, Marriage, and Family, as well as the director of communications uh, for the Diocese of Winona-Rochester. And he's joining me here live in person at St. James Coffee. Uh, Thanks for joining us this morning, Peter. Oh, you're very welcome. It is a beautiful day to talk about marriage. In particular, we've got Louis and Zaley Martin. No relation, of course. I was going to ask. No, since (laughs) uh, their children... We're all religious. Uh, a couple of them are, one is a very popular saint, St. Therese of Lisieux, and uh, there are others in the family that are on their way of becoming saints. So uh, this is the first married couple to be canonized together as a couple. And I don't know, Nick, I looked this up today and I said, why today of all days is their feast day? And the only thing I could see is tomorrow is their wedding anniversary. Ah. So that's the only thing I could see. Um, Because, of course, a lot of times we'll have saints, uh, their feast day will be on their day of death. Mm -hmm. Um, And and when you have a married couple, they typically don't die together unless, uh, (laughs) God forbid, they're martyrs. Right. Yeah, so uh, they chose the date nearest their wedding anniversary, which is beautiful. Um, It's a beautiful, beautiful testimony. Uh, that the church is showing us that within all vocations, we're called to holiness and we're called to become saints. Uh, so marriage, of course, is one of those vocations where you are called. Uh, not only are you called to bring yourself to holiness, but it's it's our vocation to bring our spouses and our families as well. So uh, today, yeah, we're going to talk about pre-cana. What is it? Uh, what happens at a pre-cana? I was thinking, you know, what what if one of my... Uh, engaged couples is listening and uh, they have these questions what what's going to happen so we have a pre-cana on saturday in fairmont at saint john vianney parish and uh you know they they often want to know what's this day going to look like and of course uh many of our listeners may want to know the same thing it may be a long time since you had your own pre-cana but what the church has done is looked at the preparation of marriage JP2 in particular wrote about this, and he said there's really three areas of preparation. He called it remote, proximate, and immediate. Remote preparation is if you were blessed with parents like Louis and Zaley, you would have had great remote preparation just by being in a family, witnessing a strong marriage. That's all remote preparation. It's what you've learned. Uh, sadly, in our culture, we, we know that that the remote preparation isn't always that great. Um, so then we go to the immediate or the approximate uh, preparation. That would be your your time of engagement. Uh, you're preparing uh, to live a life of faithfulness with your your uh, fiance. And you know this is this is a difficult time because you're you're um, yeah you. 
you're not living in a culture that has a great respect for faithfulness in marriage. Uh, in fact, I know a lot of a lot of uh, couples will say it's it's difficult now because we seem to be the only one amongst our friends that are getting married. Uh, because of course, the hookup culture is real, and many people sadly say, "What's the point?" Uh, we want to leave all of our options open. Uh, it's, mm. it's a sad relationship when that's the case, but uh, sadly, this is the culture we live in. Uh, anyway, next is the immediate preparation, and this is what we do in our pre-canas. So why the name pre-cana? Right, so obviously this is talking about the wedding at Cana. Uh, now we, we focus more on it. This is the, the site of Jesus' first miracle. We focus more on it now because JP2 introduced the Luminous Mysteries, the second Luminous Mysteries, the wedding at Cana. Um, but we look at uh, this is the first miracle. And, and what did Jesus do? But he brought joy to a wedding feast. They ran out of wine. And of course, Mary's last words uh, in Scripture is, do, do whatever he tells you. Great right. piece of advice for all of us. Uh, that's what he, she says to the servant. And, and uh, of course, Jesus uh, turns the water into wine and continues the wedding feast. There's a lot to say here, but this is where we get the idea of pre-Cana. So obviously pre the wedding. So the pre-cana is a day in our diocese where we pack a lot in because, of course, we know that a lot of people don't have that great remote preparation. So we do we do our best. We we have very faithful couples who come to speak to the engaged couples, and we speak on a number of different topics: communication, finance. We talk about marriage expectations. What uh, what do you what do you expect, and what does it mean to to have certain expectations for marriage? And then we talk also about sex and sexuality, which of course is a topic that is quite countercultural. Um, right. And then we talk about uh, kind of piggybacking on that the the appropriate place of sex and sexuality. We talk about natural family planning, and we talk about what it means to um, live out our life of love, which, of course, the church teaches is to be open to life, to be open to conception at all times. So, uh, you know, this is very countercultural, especially now we're, we're talking to couples whose parents contracepted, whose parents put them on the pill when they were young, Right. Uh, so they they have a very uh, it it's it's impressive to see because a lot of times the natural family planning talk is the one where people really are sitting on the edge of their seats because they've never heard this before. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the women in particular are saying, "Wait, so I don't have to be on the pill?" Um, and and you know, there's always misinterpretations, of course. To uh, people said, "I thought the church taught that you had to have." as many children as physically possible. I didn't know the church was open to allowing uh, the spacing of births if that was uh, a necessary uh, calling. So, 
Yeah, these are these are the main things that we talk about at the pre-cana. It's a great day because the couples really they do have the opportunity to get this knowledge, but then also to speak with their fiance about it, uh, and that's usually the time where uh, the couples appreciate it the most is when they're able to really have these deep conversations. the The hardest part is it's it's typically seven, maybe eight hours uh, wow. is, all we, is all we get. So. Uh, we pack a lot in. We offer the Sacrament of Reconciliation for the couples. The, the liturgy is the culmination of the day. Um, they'll, they'll go together to the Vigil Mass, then, uh, and that completes the day. Um, again, it's, it's a part of their preparation. We know that it's not enough. Um, our prayer is that they have couples in their lives that will walk with them. Hmm. Uh, we know from social science uh, data that the first five years are the hardest. Mm. Uh, That's where they need the most support um, because, again, those expectations, sometimes they weren't ready for this. You know, Mm. uh, a lot of of times uh, we have rose-colored glasses and we think that once the wedding ring goes on, all those problems we had in the past (laughs) go away. Um, but those of us who have been married, my wife and I celebrated 20 years uh, this summer. How beautiful. Uh, those of us that have been married for a while, we know that, no, none of those things go away. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes they intensify. Uh, my wife hasn't experienced this because, of course, I'm, I'm near perfect. I'm, I'm working on it. No, I'm, I'm totally kidding. It's, uh, I, I'm bringing her to holiness because I'm... I'm uh, helping her grow stronger in the virtue of patience. <laughs> right, and that, that's kind of one of the essential differences, I think, between the way that the world sees marriage and the way the church sees marriage, is that right. our primary calling, right, is to bring our spouse closer to Jesus and to bring our children, if we're so blessed, bring them also closer to Jesus. Absolutely, yes, and and a lot of times people think that marriage is uh, a fun time, a time for us to be entertained, a time for us to, um, well, be, be free. They, they forget the, the part of our responsibility. They forget mm-hmm. the part where it, it takes work. Uh, right. A lot of people look at my wife and I and say, wow, it's, it's beautiful that you've met your best friend and married her and that the both of you are, are working for the church and, and you have so many things going for you. And we, we always laugh and we say, well, what they don't know is all the work that we've put in, all, all the things, uh, you know, we, we've been blessed with a large family and people see our family and say, ah, oh, so beautiful you come to church. And like, it, it was just as much of a struggle for us to get our kids to church as anyone else. Hmm. Maybe more, you know. Right. Um, so, so it, if you see a couple that that looks perfect, uh, know that they've gotten to that point, uh, either by some trickery <laughs> or by just the grace of God and hard work and patience and recognizing that we're not perfect and that we need God's grace. Absolutely, absolutely, and we'll talk more about that, Matt. More about that after the break. More about marriage. Uh, again, if you're just joining us, Peter Martin is here with me live at St. James Coffee in Rochester. Nick Bedelsky, Listener Relationship Coordinator for the Rochester area. Pleased to be joining you this morning again from lovely Rochester. It's a nice sunny day outside. Beautiful. It's a beautiful day, uh, and we look forward to talking with Peter more after the break.
Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute. Philanthropy is an expression of your generosity with the understanding that your gift to the church will make a difference. There are many ways in which you can make a gift to further God's work. Most of us are familiar with cash gifts we give regularly to Real Presence Radio. However, another way of contributing is through plan giving, which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of plan giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. There are several ways you can make these plan gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. S.J. Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, S.J. Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. S.J. Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And I've just recaffeinated at St. James Coffee. This is Nick Medelsky with Peter Martin from the Diocese of Winona-Rochester here live in person. We're talking pre-Cana, uh, marriage and family life, apropos for the Feast of Saints Zelie and Louis Martin, the parents of St. Therese of Lisieux, their very famous daughter. Um, sounds kind of weird to say famous, but she is famous, she I would is, say. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I was during the break, I asked uh, Peter a question here off air. Uh, I was just curious, you know, uh, pre-cane is a required part of the uh, formation, if you, you want to use that word, for uh, before marriage. Are there ever people outside of that, you know, required uh, space that show up for pre-cana? Is that something that happens? Yeah, so I'm not aware of uh, it being uh, something that happens frequently, but I did have a phone call once from a young lady who said, you know, we're getting married, my fiancé and I, and we'd like to really have a strong marriage. Both of us have come from divorced families, and we don't have a great idea of what a good marriage looks like, so could you help us? <laughs> and I said, well, that's interesting that you would call me, because yes, absolutely, we could. Um, so th- we didn't send them to a pre canum My wife and I uh, spoke to them directly, and we gave them what we would give anyone at a pre cana 
but we did so personally. So we, this is another form of uh, marriage preparation that you would have the engaged couple come to your house and one-on-one go through the same things, but at length and then also in the particular state of this engaged couple. So, you know, they might have a degree or, or several degrees with experience in finance, so you just skip that part. Like, you know more than we do. We're not going to <laughs> waste your time. So we did exactly that with this young couple. They weren't intending a Catholic wedding. They were getting married in the Northwoods on New Year's Eve. Their friend was going to get the online certificate, and they were going to oh. throw a big New Year's Eve bash. That was their wedding plans. <laughs> and we said, well, we believe God sent you to us, the Holy Spirit, uh, tapped on on your on the fiance's shoulder and, and said, you know, I, I don't just want a regular marriage. I want a strong marriage. So after uh, several weeks being with them, we got to know them and, and got to know their situation, that they were both more or less uh, n- non-practicing Catholics. And mm-hmm. so we said, you know, you're missing out on almost everything when it comes to marriage because you're missing out on the grace of the sacrament. You really need the grace if you want a strong marriage uh, and thanks be to God they were open to it they were married on the feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe the New Year's Eve bash still took place but there was no minister they may have I don't know I didn't follow up they may have made a um, kind of an entrance as a married couple but it was a celebration of marriage it was not a wedding they had already mm. gotten married uh, earlier that month so it was beautiful that that they would say they they knew that you know we don't have a whole lot of experience with good marriage yet we right. want that and that's that's typically the case with all the engaged couples that come to us is they have a story of uh, failed marriages um, and and you know some of them Thanks be to God, they have, uh, you know, both, both parents are still married, and they have strong marriages. Uh, that's great. Everything they learn at the pre-cana will just help strengthen what they already know. Um, but a lot of times, you know, the couples come to us and they don't have that, but they want it. And it's great because that audience at a pre-cana, they really are uh, alert uh, you know, a lot of people say, oh, it must be hard because this is a requirement. So th- th- I can only imagine the engaged couples are sitting there with their arms crossed and just kind of tapping their fingers, just <laughs> waiting till the day is finally over. But that's not the case. They, mm. they really do appreciate the day. Uh, the only thing we wish is that we could get to know them. It's always so much better when we can sit down one-on-one with the couple, get to know them in particular, get to know their past, and, and get to know... You know, help them see, because of their past, help them see, here's what you potentially will struggle with, because you saw this, and it changed you. Now you you believe that this is the way it always is. Um, So we can help them a lot more than we can at a pre-cana. But, you know, we do what we can, obviously. We're not going to waste the opportunity that we have to give them uh, as much as we can. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Nick Medelsky coming to you live from St. James Coffee in Rochester. Peter Martin is our guest uh, from the Office of uh, Marriage and Family Life here in the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. And you also recently started as the Director of Communications. That's right. Uh, so what does that all involve? <laughs> That's a good question. I've, I've <laughs> been uh, in this position of Director of Communications for all of three 
maybe four weeks now. Mm. Um, and, you know, it, it's, uh, you could also, I suppose, call it the director of uh, public relations uh, mm. because a lot of what I'll be doing is uh, responding to media requests and putting out press releases for uh, any communications that the bishop might desire. Um, so anything that is happen- happening in the diocese, like an ord- ordination um, and, and those sorts of things, I'll be writing those press releases, sending them out, and I'll be uh, the one who the media contacts when something um, when something they, they want to hear right? something. Yeah, of course, <laughs> always with the secular media, they just want to know how, how good things are in the church, <laughs> and that's all they write about. It's it's hard for us to be humble, right? When when they're being so generous. <laughs> no, so that's it is a new position. Uh, many of you know Matt. Welcome. Um, left, and it, he was a friend of mine. We were in seminary together, and uh, I, it, he was blessed to be here. We were blessed to have him, but he's moved on to Iowa, where he is the director of Iowa Catholic Radio, which, mm-hmm. uh, if you heard him here on air, which I'm sure many of you did, he, he in my estimation, was a genius on the radio. I, I really appreciated the skills that he had, yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, and when I heard he got the job in, in Iowa... I, I just said, you know, that's, I believe that's where you belong. You just mm-hmm. really have a gift. So we wish him well. And uh, I know he's not listening because he's... Hard at work. Yeah, exactly. He's <laughs> running his own show. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, so uh, outside of uh, pre-K-9, kind of like the required things uh, for people who, you know, are um, discerning marriage in the Catholic Church, uh, what else uh, in your role as the... Uh, uh, marriage and family life. What else? What other kind of programs are you, you know, running for? Yeah, so marriage and family people. We would, we would also um, add a category of marriage enrichment. So obviously, for those that are married, we are doing our best to assist them. Uh, one of the things that we do every year, of course, COVID uh, put an end to this last year, but we'll always have a married couples retreat. Um, and it's difficult. We don't have a retreat center in the diocese, so we do our best, and we've met in hotels and had conferences throughout the day. We've uh, I rented an Airbnb once. That was wow. fun. Uh, everyone else had their own Airbnb, but we, we rented a big one so we could all meet in the living room. That was actually really nice. Now, if uh, that's not 21st century, I don't know what it is. Just, <laughs> you've got to use uh, what's available, and I just I found a... yeah a reasonable Airbnb that that worked to fit the bill. Um, So that's one of the things we do, married couples retreat. We also have uh, an annual marriage anniversary mass. Bishop will celebrate a mass. Uh, This year we have it in Mankato. September 17th is uh, that Sunday. Uh, All marriages are uh, invited to come, and Bishop will give a special blessing. We have a little reception afterwards. Uh, It's just a way of uh, recognizing the faithfulness. And it's always a beautiful celebration because uh, I always count up the years of faithfulness and it's, you know, depending on the year, it's well beyond uh, a couple thousand years of uh, marriage faithfulness. (laughs) And and, uh, it helps, of course, you know, couples appreciate that particularly mm-hmm. when it's uh, an anniversary that's a highlight. They, they like to go and get their marriage blessed by Bishop Quinn, and he always does a remarkable job with that. So those are some of the things that we do. Um, we're also trying to promote a 
way that couples can strengthen their marriage in a culture that no longer has any concern for marriage, mm-hmm. and that is we're, we're trying to begin married couple groups that are small groups that encourage one another. Um, we'll we'll s- speak more about this in the future, but just small couples or small groups really tend to be the way of the future for the church because mm-hmm. we really need to to have a safe place. Uh, uh, not to use the secular <laughs> view of that, but a safe place meaning we we don't need to have our our views uh, denigrated. Um, so many of us who who are faithful Catholics, you know, we, we feel that we can't speak about our faith in the public realm. So to have a group of committed uh, married couples that also believe what we believe really help to encourage us helps us get through the rough patches um yeah helps bring us joy to know we're not alone and so that we can go and take that joy and give that joy to others right exactly and be christ to the world to bring light to a world that's filled with such darkness and yeah and it, it's uh it's only possible when we have that light and when we're given that light uh of course it comes through the grace, it comes through the Holy Spirit from Christ himself, but it helps to have that encouragement. We really, uh, we, and we can be assisted greatly when we have just a few friends that remind us of who we are, remind us of our mission in life. And uh, yeah, so that's, you can stay tuned if you want to learn more, you can look at Voitiwa C.I. Dot com. That's W-O-J-T-Y-L-A-C-I dot com. Uh, that's an, an initiative my wife and I are beginning, uh, and we'll start rolling that out within the diocese um, in the near future. And I'm sure you'll hear about it right here on Real Presence Absolutely. Live. We'll, we'll, yeah. In fact, I think that's uh, a few, maybe almost a year ago, you had done yes. an interview with Matt yep. about that one. I had heard that uh, Yep. One. So that's an exciting initiative. Uh, my wife and I were privileged uh, to attend uh, college at uh, Orchard Lake St. Mary's in Michigan, where John Paul II spent a month of his summers there, um, you know, long before we were ever there. Right. Um, but, and be part of a core curriculum, really, based around the thought of John Paul II. Beautiful. So he's very near and dear to us. And Beautiful. obviously, you know, very uh, a pope who is very passionate about family and married life, Absolutely. which makes sense uh, yeah. coming from Poland. If you've ever met Polish families, uh, very warm and welcoming, mm-hmm. and the, the family is the center there. Beautiful. Well, thank you for joining me this uh, morning, Peter Martin. Thanks, um, I think you can claim uh, Louis and Zelly as patrons, even though That's you're right. not uh, related by blood, we're yep. related by faith, right? Absolutely. So, yeah. so that works. Uh, after the break, if you could talk to your younger self, what would you tell yourself? Uh, up next, we'll be talking to an author who did just that. Letters from the End of the World. Sounds ominous, but it's not. It's actually full of hope. Uh, stay with us on Real Presence Live. Again, live from St. James Coffee in Rochester. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Radio Network.